Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Messy Masterpiece Podcast with Chad and Tori. Happy Saturday, or whatever day you're listening to this on. As usual on Saturday, we kind of break this episode up into three different little sections. Uh, the first section is the devotional. The second section is a long-form Q&A where we asked questions on a specific topic to people who followed the Messy Masterpiece Podcast Instagram account. Mm-hmm. And today's topic is... The weight. Oh. I was trying to get her to wait. <laughs> I was going to make you wait to actually hear the topic, oh. but Tori couldn't wait. Sorry. So yeah, so we're going to be answering different questions around that whole thing of waiting, how to handle waiting, seasons of waiting, all that fun stuff. And we'll probably spend maybe 10 minutes doing that. And then we're going to extend that conversation over to our patrons on Patreon. So there's mm-hmm. going to be a link in the description, but enough of all that. Let's jump into this wonderful devotional, babe. Yes, let's do it. Today we are reading out of First Chronicles 2020. And it's titled, Strength in Believing. It says, Early the next morning, the army of Judah went into the wilderness of Tekoa. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets, and you will succeed. Again, that was Second Chronicles 20.20. The love letter from God says, Beloved child, I am who I say I am, and you can trust me to do what I say I can. I don't want you to live one more day of your life doubting my love. Doubt can lead to darkness, and you are called to live in the light. Doubt can hold you down, but faith can raise you above any circumstance. Take a step of faith and allow me to show you who I really am. Prepare yourself for the great things that lie ahead by believing in me and standing firm. Love your heavenly father. The reflection says, it's amazing what happens when people believe God is who he says he is. True success comes through faith. Don't be afraid to trust God. The treasure of truth says, when we believe, we begin to see God at work. Yeah, I feel like that it's such a tough thing to wrap our head around because we want to see God work. So we believe him, but what would be better is if we believed God is going to work and have faith in him. And then it, then you actually see him work Mm -hmm. where it's sometimes it's really hard to have faith when you can't see it. Yeah. Well, and too, I feel like it kind of depends on where your focus is because sometimes I feel like my focus is, you know, we say this all the time, but if you're focused on what God isn't doing, you won't see what he is doing. And sometimes when my mind is so focused on the thing that I want to see happen, then I'm not noticing all the other things God is doing. And so it comes down to like that prayer of God opening your eyes. Um, I always pray for like a backstage pass. I know that sounds funny, but I feel like there's so much that happens like behind the scenes and all we want to see is like the finished work, the final piece. But I want to see God inside of my bloopers, inside of my weakness, inside of the failures and in the harder moments, especially, you know, in seasons of waiting, it's hard to stand firm and believe that he is who he says he is when we're not seeing him in the way we necessarily want to see him. Mm -hmm. But the word of God says, stand firm. And we have to be 
preparing ourselves daily for what he is preparing for us because that promise isn't going to come if we're not prepared for it, you know? And on the other side of the coin is like, is me who I want to believe God at his word and I want to have faith. But a lot of the time, the thing that keeps me from that is I'm afraid to get my hopes up because I'm afraid, I'm afraid I'll be let down. Right. And it makes me think of Thomas in the Bible. They call him the greatest skeptic or doubting Thomas. And I feel like he can get a bad rap Mm -hmm. because he's like, oh, well, you know, I'll see it whenever I can stick, you know, my fingers through the holes in his hand and feet, you know? And, And then Jesus appeared and he offered him the hand and and Thomas dropped down to his knees and said, my Lord, my God, mm-hmm. you know, and he didn't need to actually do it. It's just, he was shocked and he was so yeah. thrilled and, and, and amazed by it. But like with me, I personally think that Thomas was afraid of getting his hopes up. It was yeah. so important to him. It was so, um, it was something that he wasn't willing to risk attaching his hope to because he was nervous. It wouldn't come true and it yeah. would destroy him. And so I empathize with that a lot because yeah. I'm sometimes afraid to put my faith and trust in God, mm-hmm. not because I don't believe in God, but because I'm afraid of attaching something to God that he didn't sign up for. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I mean? Like sense. he doesn't, he, he, he breaks all the promises he never made, Right. you know? And so I always yeah. get nervous. I'm like, well, what are his promises? And yeah. I get lost in that a little bit. Yeah. And I think what's important inside of that is not allowing fear to take root and fear to deter us from praying for what we're, you know, hoping for. Um, because fear is not from God. Anxiety is not from God. Worry is not from God. And I think we've all struggled with all of those things. Um, you guys are very aware of Chad and I's journey of trying to get pregnant. And I feel like every month I kind of struggle with that in terms of like, oh, well, I hope it's this month. And then every month when I start that time and it's not, then there's a, a point in time where I'm very disappointed mm-hmm. and I don't feel like that disappointment is a sin, but it's the remembrance of, okay, well, who is God? Who do I believe God to be? I believe God is good. I believe he has our best in mind. I believe he has a perfect plan. I believe that he knows who our children will be and when they will be born. And the purpose is so perfect in the timing of even who their friends will be and all of those things. It means so much. He's so in the details. And so it's not a sin for me to be disappointed, but it is a sin for me to not believe. Well, I guess not like a sin, but it would be very unfortunate for me to not believe or hope for or pray for the things that, you know, I feel like God has placed in my heart, those desires to be a mom. Um, of course I should be praying for those things. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, it does say in the Bible, like hope deferred will make your heart sick. Mm -hmm. Um, but remembering that God is good and remembering to praise him while we're waiting, remembering to go ahead and be preparing ourselves, you know, like for us currently, it's like, okay, well, we need to prepare for when a child does come someday. Like even down to Chad and I are already trying to find better work-life balance and little Mm -hmm. things where we're like, okay, well, we're going to go ahead and prepare for what we're praying for, you know? Yeah. And I think that kind of transitions us into the long form part of this episode where the other day, Tori and I were doing our uh, mastermind patron tier Bible study. Mm -hmm. And then the topic of waiting came up and then more people chimed in on it. Mm -hmm. And then we posted a YouTube video the next day talking about waiting. 
And then we saw all the comments where people were saying, this is perfect timing. This is perfect timing. This is perfect timing. I mean, yeah. I'm talking like Lots. maybe 50, 60, whatever comments of people saying, wow, I needed this. This is, and so we were like, wow, maybe we do need to talk about this on our long form part of the episode because yeah. everyone's waiting for something, you know, Yeah. everyone's waiting for something. It can be a relationship. It can be a career. It can be for a grade back on their final. It mm-hmm. can be for a text back. Yeah. It can be for a healing. Mm-hmm. It can be, there's so many things people are waiting. Some people are waiting to get engaged, you know? Yeah. I, um, and so, you know, the waiting is so difficult because what do we do with ourselves during the waiting? Yeah. How do we handle the anxious thoughts? Mm-hmm. Is what we're waiting on worth it? Or should we move on to something else? Or is God calling us to a season of waiting where we're just right. going to stay calm and right. be still? Yeah. So all there were so many good questions submitted, and I think Tori and I are going to run through a few of them with y'all. Totally. I um. So you you just want to jump into it? Yeah. Cool. I feel like this one kind of goes along with what you just said. She said, "I feel like I am always waiting for something: boyfriend, then marriage, then kids. Are we ever satisfied?" Hmm. There's this great quote that I love, and I'm going to butcher it. I almost want to pause the episode, but no, I'm going to keep this going. It says, um, oh, how's it go? Um, God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. Mm-hmm. I did not butcher it. There you go. Good job, babe. And so I, I've heard a few things in my walk of my faith so far where we're always going to be discontent this side of heaven. Right. There's always a longing for completion, yeah. which we will receive in heaven. Yeah. Um, and Christ already established his kingdom. That's mm-hmm. what he did. He came on earth and he died for us to receive uh, his death is payment for our sin. And so we do have completion in Christ, but we're, we're still longing for something. It's a part of the human yeah. condition. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that something that can really help that discontent and how do you say it? Discontentment. Discontentment is knowing that it's not going to be found totally. in a relationship in a yeah. job in a, in a whatever. It's not mm-hmm. going to be found in something outside of you. It's going to be found in Christ inside of you. Yeah, for sure. So good. That's literally what I was going to say. So there it is. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> Ditto. Okay. The next question is, is it okay to feel disappointed in a season of waiting? I feel like we kind of just touched on that a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think what we have to really be aware of is where we allow that disappointment to take us. Ooh, you better preach. You know what I mean? Because I can be disappointed and I can go to God in honesty and say, you know what, God, I'm really disappointed that this didn't happen, you know, this month, but the but is always there but I know you're good and I know you are God and I know that your plans are better than my plans and I know that your thoughts are higher than my thoughts and it's rewiring your thoughts of disappointment into thankfulness and into remembrance. And so is it a sin to be disappointed? Is it a sin to acknowledge that you're sad? Absolutely not, but it's what are you going to do with it? Are you going to allow that disappointment to lead you to depression and anxiety and worry and thoughts of the enemy to just come in? Totally. And putting that disappointment on God like it's on him. And it's, guys, it's like God has a better plan for you than you have for yourself. It's remembering who God is and actually trusting that he's a good God with good plans for you. Yeah. So, yes, it's totally okay to be disappointed. And yeah. I honestly, I think it's good to be disappointed because mm-hmm. you're being honest. Yeah. We all get let down. Totally. We we all feel that. It's, I mean, it's, it's very human to feel that mm-hmm. way. Tori gets uh, let down with me. I get let down with career stuff. We both feel mm-hmm. different things. I mean, this is very normal. Yeah. 
And so, but I think exactly what Tord is saying is how we process that disappointment and what we do with it is so important. Yeah. So yes, totally cool to be disappointed, but make sure that you're taking it to a place that's healthy. Yeah, I agree. The next question is, what are some practical things someone can do in the season of waiting? What are some practical things a person can do in the season of waiting? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Practically, I mean... I guess the thing I have is more, I guess like it's more of an idea, mm-hmm. you know? And so do you have any practical tips? Well, I think it's, you know, it's kind of this vague topic. Um, it would be a little easier to answer if it was more specific. Um, but something I will encourage you in, and no matter what you're waiting for is that verse, be still and know that I am God. Stillness is an action. Like stillness mm-hmm. is something that you actually have to practice doing. It's very uncomfortable you know, like especially in our hustle bustle crazy world and all of the things like we just want to be going and we want to be doing and we want to be all of these things and be still and know that I am God reminds us of who he is. It reminds us to dig into his word and it prepares us. And so abiding in his presence inside of your waiting, I think is very important. So like when I look back at my season of singleness, it was very important for me to have stillness with the Lord and allow him to fill voids that I wanted to fill with a relationship. Mm -hmm. And then when he filled those voids, when I was ready for a relationship and then I remember that, Oh yeah, Chad is not my God. And that is not the void he fills. I am filled first with my heavenly father and his love. And then everything extra is just a bonus. And so sometimes in these seasons of waiting, we have to remember that we're already filled with Christ and anything on top of Christ is just a bonus. Yeah. And then a few practical things would be to guard your heart in your eyes and your mind. Yeah, that's good. Because you are human, you're not perfect, and you're likely going to see things that are going to make you wish you had the thing you're waiting on and they're right. going to make you feel less than. Mm-hmm. And so it's good to make sure you're putting your yourself in a, in a good place to be able to handle the waiting. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. if you're waiting on a relationship, going to a couple's group at church is probably not going to help going to help because you're going to see the thing that you're longing for the most, or Mm -hmm. I guess the thing that you're, you're most excited for and you're waiting. And so I guess I would just encourage you because I don't know your the specific thing you're waiting on, Mm -hmm. but I would encourage you to think practically and and think about the things that maybe kind of trigger you in terms of feeling less than Mm -hmm. and go attack those things. Yeah. And make sure that you're guarding yourself to make sure that you you know that you are not less than without this thing. You right. are not less than. Yeah. And you need to know that. And you need to find ways to practice that. Yeah. And, and be diligent and honest with yourself about that. So I'm sorry I can't get super practical because I, yeah. I don't know the exact situation. but Yeah. And do things that fill your cup. Like go to the beach or go hike a mountain or do something that really refreshes your soul and make sure Mm -hmm. that that's something that you're practicing on a regular basis. Um, I always feel so much better mentally. If I have a day at the beach, it just clears my mind. It gets me out in the sunshine and the fresh breeze. And I feel like it allows me to decompress and that's really important for me. And so whatever it is for you that makes you feel the most yourself, go do that. And I'm saying the most yourself in terms of like gets you the closest to Jesus. Please mm-hmm. don't take that the wrong way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just really thinking of the things that bring you joy and going and doing that. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Next question is dealing with not finding an answer. 
um, when dealing with a sickness. Ooh. All right. I'm going to sit up for this one. <laughs> He's getting ready, okay. y'all. Buckle y'all, up. This is, this is a tough one. Yeah, it is. And I want to be very careful with how I answer it. So can you ask me the question one more time? Because I want to make sure I don't screw this up. Mm-hmm. Let me see. My phone recognizes my face real quick. Okay. Dealing with not finding an answer when you're dealing with a sickness. Okay. So... I, I had Tori screenshot this one because I didn't want to skip over it because I know it's something that people ask. It's something that people want to know. And the reason I had her screenshot it, even though I was nervous too, is because we actually don't have an answer for you. Yeah. But the thing I wanted you to know is that there are people that want to sit with you in your hardship mm-hmm. and we don't want you to feel afraid to pray for God and yeah. uh, pray to God and uh, for that healing or the thing you're asking for regarding your health. But there, I guess if I had one little tip and it's going to be so small compared to the thing that you're struggling with and the mm-hmm. thing you're waiting on, cause it's so, um, it's so tough because, you know, there's a difference between waiting on, you know, a light to turn green mm-hmm. versus waiting on a healing, right? Yeah. There's so much more emotion yeah. attached to it. But I, I think I would encourage you to check out this book called the, the circle maker by Mark Batterson mm-hmm. and he talks about praying circles around things because I believe that we can cover an entire situation in prayer to help you in that time of waiting. Yeah. For example, if you are waiting on um, a healing or whatever it may be or a good medical report, like I said, I'm not really sure how to even talk about that, mm-hmm. but you can pray for peace during this time. You can pray for, for community to come and be around you and comfort yeah. you. You can pray for strength and, and all these different things um, to be able to better process the hardship you're in. Mm-hmm. And so we would encourage you that in addition to praying for healing, to continue to pray a full circle and cover that entire situation in prayer yeah. So that whatever, however God does respond to that prayer, you feel strong and confident and comfort, comforted and mm-hmm. peaceful. Yeah. And so again, it's not the best answer, but we do want you to know that this is a real thing. And Tori and I honestly want to do a lot more research on that topic specifically, but yeah. um, I would encourage you to continue to reach out to people and have them pray over you and sit with you and encourage you. Uh, that way you don't feel isolated in a time where it's 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 such a tough time to be in. Right. No, that's really good. Okay, so we're going to answer one more question on here, and then we're going to hop on over to our Patreon and continue the conversation. I think we're going to answer some of those waiting on the right person. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with a lot you know those. loneliness over on Patreon? But we're going to do one more question here, and then we're going to pray out. So our last question is... How do you deal with feeling frustrated about having to wait for so long? Yeah, that's also a tough one. And I think that's why Tori and I chose this one as the last question, Mm -hmm. because we want to make sure we touch on the heart of waiting. Yeah. Because if you see in scripture, oh my gosh, you just go through the Bible, open up to a page and you'll likely see a person waiting on God. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I want to poke around at this idea and I hopefully I'll in a roundabout way answer your question about feeling frustrated with having to wait so long. Yeah. But I guess the thing I want you to see is, is that God cares more about what's happening inside of you than he does what's happening outside of you. 100%. And so if there's an opportunity for you to become more like Christ, to become more patient, to become more kind, Mm -hmm. to increase in the fruits of the spirit, you know, then God cares about that rather than giving you that car, that relationship or that job or that bank, whatever. Right. Yeah. And so I guess I just want you to know that 
that frustration is just going to drive you wild when in, in actuality, what God cares about and what he's pursuing, yes, he wants to provide for you, but providing character traits is something that he does as well. Right. And so it's really important to say, well, what is God doing right now in this season of waiting? For example, if you just look at the story of Abraham and how, I, I know we've mentioned this before, but Abraham was waiting for his wife, Sarah, to become pregnant because he was going to be the father of the nations, you mm-hmm. know, and and he waited so long that he eventually took it into his own hands and yeah. he slept with his wife's like servant yeah. and got her pregnant. And then they had Ishmael mm-hmm. and, and that's not the lineage that God chose to create his people from mm-hmm. whenever he had Isaac through Sarah, that's mm-hmm. the, the lineage that he chose. And so yeah. there was a time where, you know, he was waiting and something bad happened through that waiting. Right. right. And so there's so many instances where God was just, I, I think even whenever he called Abraham to to sacrifice Isaac on top of that altar, mm-hmm. he was exposing an idol in Abraham's heart. Yeah. And so remember this, as we're on this floating rock and we're going around, we're, we're, we're being sanctified into Christ's image. It's right. not about, am I going to get what I want? It's, mm-hmm. am I going to look more like Jesus? Yeah. It's so good. And so if there's something in your heart that you want more than you want to be right with God, or you want to be close to God or look more like God, mm-hmm. then that's not a good thing. It's, it's an idol. When a good yep. thing becomes an ultimate thing, that's an idol. Yeah. And so I just want to encourage you all that we all have them. We mm-hmm. all struggle with them. We're all tempted with them. Okay, this is not like I'm not singling out this one person. I struggle with this more than anyone I know, right? But I think that's why I'm so passionate about it. Yeah. Because I see it. I see the temptation rise Mm -hmm. up in my own mind where I'm like, oh, if I had that thing, my life would be better. Right. Why is God making me wait so long for this thing to get done? Mm -hmm. You know, and I feel the frustration. I feel it so deeply. So that's why I'm so passionate that, oh, wait a second. Why am I letting my out, my, my, why am I letting my external circumstances dictate how I feel internally? Right. When I have a perfect God that loves me and died for me mm-hmm. and gave himself for me and I can feel perfect without that. I can, I can feel perfect without that relationship, mm-hmm. job, whatever it may be. Right. You better preach. And so I know that's just something I really want to talk about is our heart posture where are we looking at God as this, this guy in the sky who's going to give me things mm-hmm. or are we looking at God as God, how can I serve you with my life? Mm-hmm. How can I worship you with my life? You know? Yeah. I'm looking at you like, dang. Hey. Hey. <laughs> so uh, I guess we're going to uh, end this whole thing out in some prayer and then head over to Patreon. So would you like to pray, babe? Yes, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are the God that is with us in every single season. God, you never leave us. You never forsake us. No matter what we're waiting for, God, my prayer is that we would not desire the promise more than the provider of that promise, God. We want our deepest longings to be for you, to be in your presence, to fulfill your purpose for us. God, you are good. Help us always remember that you are good and your plans are higher than our plans, God. I pray that today we would loosen our grip, that we would surrender our timeline, that we would surrender to you fully, God. Take anything away from us that is not your will, God. We don't want it. We want you more than the things of this world. We want you more than the promises that you provide. We want you, God. We want to be in your presence. We want to feel your touch. We want to hear your voice, God. You are what we want.
Lord, I pray over anyone who's feeling that discontentment, who's feeling unsatisfied, God, that they would find full satisfaction in you. That when they come into your presence, that you would wrap your arms around them, that they would feel your love. God, that you would warm their heart, that you would refresh their soul, that you would remind them that they are seen, that they are loved, that they are here for a reason, and they are enough because you are enough, God. It is only through you. On our own, without you, we're not enough. We're not sufficient. We are empty. We are dead in our sins without you, God. So thank you. Thank you for doing for us what we could never do for ourselves. We love you. And we're going to open up the floor um, for our listeners to pray. And Chad and I are going to be praying in agreement with them. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. Just want to encourage you that if you are in a in a period where you feel like you're waiting a long time, we encourage you to dig into scripture because you're mm-hmm. not alone. Yeah. We see it all over. We see Moses in exile. We see Abraham waiting. Mm-hmm. We see Jesus waiting to go to the cross. Yeah. And we see God's people, the Israelites, waiting on God. Yeah. Waiting on Jesus to come to earth. We, yeah. It's all over. Yeah. You know, it's all over. And so it's important for us to go to go sit with them and see what they experience and it helps us learn how we can wait better and wait yeah, well it's good we love you guys love y'all be talking to you tomorrow talk to you guys tomorrow au revoir bye